hate the taste of water. How do you not like taste the water? Like water. Founder of Primal Kitchen, like neither of us. We're like, ugh. Hey everyone, I'm Morgan, co-founder of Primal Kitchen and host of the Primal Kitchen Podcast. Today I'm talking with everyone's favorite fitness instructor, Cody Rigsby. Cody's become one of the most beloved and esteemed Peloton instructors, captivating the attention of millions with his inspirational routines and dazzling sense of humor. If that weren't enough, he's also one of America's favorite dancers after being a finalist on ABC's Dancing with the Stars last fall. Before we get started, a brief reminder that any and all opinions and views shared by hosts and guests on this podcast are the speaker's own and do not represent the view of Primal Kitchen or its affiliates or parent company. Hello, Cody. Hi, how are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. It's been a long day, but I'm excited to be here with you and chat and get right, to know you, gotta, you a little bit more. You got to tell me more about this long day. Like what's going on over there? I mean, well, what did what did I do? I mean, I woke up. I went. Uh, oh, I woke up. I taught really early. I forgot to leave the keys for someone that's doing something on my house. And so I had to rush back, let them in. Then I went to the gym. Then I had another meeting and then we were doing rehearsals because we're about to open up the studio soon. So we did rehearsals with like people in the studio and the lights and the camera and the action and all that stuff. And then I came here. Yeah. So you're exhausted. Basically. Yeah. You know, it's, it's a day in the life. It's a day in the life. I love it. So, okay. Speaking of the life, like, I feel like no introduction could really do you justice. Cause everyone, that was a really good one, though. I was I'm, like, okay, wow. Great. Yeah. No, I mean, that was not even remotely close enough to the, all the words we could use to describe, but like, I want to know the journey. Like, how did you get here as a famous fitness instructor? <laughs> Sometimes I I look back and I wonder the same thing. <laughs> How did it all get here? No, I mean I always um I I kind of like this question because I'm I'm a big Marvel fan and so I always think of it as like my origin story, my first movie. Like, um yeah, you know I was born in Los Angeles, California. I moved to North Carolina with my mom, our two dogs, our three cats in like a Cadillac uh, four-door car across the country from Los Angeles to North Carolina. My mom really just wanted a change in life and she wanted something a little bit more quiet. She wanted something a little bit slower paced after growing up in Los Angeles for her entire life. So we settled and planted roots in in Greensboro, North Carolina. I'm I'm really grateful I grew up in the South and um, had that experience. And I, I left at 22 after I graduated college from the University of North Carolina, Greensboro. And I moved to New York City uh, in 2009, which was a very challenging time, like coming out of the recession. Yeah. Um, it was just a really interesting time, challenging time. Um, I spent the majority of the first part of my time in New York was just focused on dancing creating creating uh relationships within the dance world so i started working for a streetwear company that a choreographer by the name of luam uh work created and that was kind of my in within the fashion space but also in the dance world and then um you know i focused for five years working as a professional dancer where i danced for Nicki minaj katie perry saturday night live l magazine you know all these great projects but I got to a point where I was very unsatisfied. I didn't feel like I was nourishing myself. I didn't feel like I had a purpose. I didn't feel like I, you know, I felt like I was, a, I was doing things for other people, but I wasn't creating for myself. And I honestly just took a moment in my life where I was like, I'm going to still dance, but I'm not going to prioritize it as much. And 
I put out into the world, I was like, I don't know what's next. I don't know what I want, but I need change. And I knew I just like wanted to make money. So I kind of took on all these jobs. I was like waking up every day, working out, uh, cater waitering or waiting tables. And then at night I would go work at this club. And so it was like constantly going. And then, you know, I didn't know what it was going to be, but I put it out into the world and it, and it called back. I, uh, I was working at this club called the box and I was just working in front of the house, but it has this very unique and, um, provocative burlesque show. And the choreographer for that show knew that I was a dancer and he had a connection through a friend of call in college that worked at Peloton. And so he received an email like, Hey, do you know any, do you know any performers that would be into fitness? And fitness was kind of my part of my dance journey because I wanted to like have a good body and book jobs and stuff like that. And so I sent in my headshot, my resume, and I, I kind of like got the job at Peloton on the spot. They were like, Hey, okay, you, you seem cool. And we'll, we'll start training next week. I was like, great. Like I'm going to have this cycling job where I can make extra money or I can make more money or whatever it is. It was just like about a gig and making coin. And then as I kind of settled into the Peloton atmosphere, I, I learned more and more what the potential was that there was a purpose there that I was like doing good and I was helping people. And so I started to invest more and more of in my time into that. And it was really kind of like that preparation that when the pandemic hit, I was kind of ready for prime time. I was ready for the next chapter. And it was, you know, kind of explosive from the pandemic and all the things that came my way. And you know, including Dancing with the Stars, including great brand partnerships like Primal Kitchen. Um, so here, you know, eight years later, I think eight years later, here I am at Peloton still, but like in a completely different space now. Yeah, I'd say. When like when did you start dancing? Well, I always like loved dancing, but I was we were too broke broke growing up. Like I knew my mom couldn't afford classes, and honestly, like I was a little even shy to pursue it because I didn't want to be made fun of. Yeah. Um, so I kind of had to play catch up very quickly. I started taking ballet, uh, ballet classes in my freshman year of college. I was 18, six foot two and taking ballet classes with 12 year old girls. <laughs> Stop it. No, I swear to God. And like in North Carolina, in North Carolina, at the community arts center in yeah. North Carolina. <laughs> And then, you know, I started uh, my first summer in New York was my first summer between freshman year and sophomore year. I came to New York. I interned at Broadway Dance Center. So I kind of just explored it. But I was definitely behind from other from other people within the business. And I had to kind of like push through and 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 make up for lost time. Same thing in fitness. Like Peloton was my first fitness job. I'd never taught a cycling class. I never taught a fitness class before. But I'm always someone who's like determined and know that I have everything that it takes to succeed. And I'm always solutions based. So I always will get to work and do it and figure it out. Yeah, that's awesome. And working out seems like it's been a theme throughout. Yeah, but I think moving my body has always been has been an important thing to me. I love I love how strong it makes me feel. I love how playful it can be also, especially with dance. That's super playful. And even as an adult now, I try to find workouts or ways to move my body that kind of like bring me back to recess or bring me back to childhood. And maybe that's like, you know, stretching outside with my with my feet in the grass or, you know, playing playing games with friends. Like it's just 
that's what I love about movement and why it's so important in my life. And it also reminds me that I can, I'm strong. I can stick to goals and that I can achieve like anything that I put my mind to. Yeah. Then maybe that's why your Peloton classes are so fun. Like, Yeah, I, I would hope so. You know, I, I bring that determination, but I think what makes it fun is just I'm unfiltered. I, I love to, sh- I love to be an open book. And, um, you know, I think it, it, part of that fun is also my purpose. I, I always want to like make fitness less scary. And I do that through laughter and joy and reminding people that it can, it doesn't have to be so scary. You don't have to be, you don't have to be so reserved. You can kind of come into this space as you are, have fun and discover a new part of yourself. I love that. And you, when you got into Peloton, like, was it what it is now? Because I feel like now, if you were to take on a role at Peloton, it would be like a, like, it, was this early days? Were there a lot hey, of this yeah. eight years ago? So it was, it was a startup, you know, right. when, when I interviewed for the job, they were just about to open the first studio. So before that first studio, they had like two bikes, two bikes for maybe a few more, like a few bikes for people to take the class. And then one for the instructor, all, all encased in like black curtains. So it was like a very makeshift situation. Um, and then, you know, once I started training and teaching, we were in the studio on 23rd street and it was still just a startup. It was still in the beginning phase. It was still like a dream, a hope, an aspiration. We never knew. We knew the potential, but it wasn't guaranteed. Yeah, of course. Yeah. You know. And it's just been such a like rocket ship of a ride, I feel like. Yeah, it's been, yeah. It's been crazy. Yeah, it's awesome. And the studio is going to be, is it a Peloton studio in New York? Yeah. So oh. we, have, um, we have Peloton Studios New York and there's Peloton Studios London. Um, we're, you know, getting ready to inv- have guests and members back in the studio and the, the new studio is on 31st and 10th, uh, right, right in Hudson Yards in, in, in Manhattan. And, uh, it's this great multi kind of disciplined studio. You've got your cycling studio, you've got a yoga studio, you've got a strength studio, you've got a treadmill studio. So it's going to be this great kind of Mecca for fitness where, People can take classes with their favorite instructor, but they can also kind of get this experience that they've had at home, but in this bigger, bolder kind of way. It's almost like I always I kind of say it's like we're we're opening our own little Disney, our fitness Disney world. I love it. It's so exciting. Yeah. Um, so tell me about your just like, have you always been like just super ripped and or was like no, I mean you or is this something you have to work at? No, I, I definitely know. have to work at it and you know, we all have, it's so, I, I feel weird talking about not, I feel weird talking about like body or like body image, because as a fitness instructor, people roll their eyes at us. Like, Oh, you work out all the time and you eat great. And so like, there's nothing that you should be worrying about your own body. And, you know, just like everybody else, like I gain weight, I lose weight, you know, I'm, sometimes super focused on nutrition. Sometimes I'm not, um, my mood or times of sadness can really affect my ability to stay focused or nourishing my body. Um, so I've never, yeah, I've I've never like naturally been someone with the genetics. That's just like always lean and, and muscular. I definitely have to work at it. I have to be conscious about it. Sometimes I get a belly. Sometimes I lose it. You know, it's, it's, it's kind of this constant journey and 
no matter what it is, especially getting older, you know, I'm about to be 35 next week. Body doesn't show up like it used to. It doesn't, it doesn't um, react the way it used to. So I have to kind of be patient with it, loving, loving with it. And, you know, accept that it's, I'm not going to have, I'm not going to have the same body that I had at 25 and that's okay. But it's about, you know, learning to love that and learning, learning to accept that. Yeah. I mean, I would think there's almost like more pressure on you being a fitness instructor, like then, you know. Yeah. But you know what I love about like the community, the community that we've built at Peloton is like, we've come out the gate. We've come out the gate with it never being about six pack abs, losing 20 pounds, uh, losing a pant size. It's never what we talk about. It's not what the brand is about. It's not what we want to focus on as, as coaches. It's really about empowering yourself. It's about discovering how strong you can be. It's about proving to yourself that you are strong, wonderful, amazing. And, and so it's, it is kind of this practice of self-love and a practice of recognizing who you are. So I, I try to lead by example. And I'm also just like super inspired by everyone's, everyone's story that when they come to the table, they're not, you know, of course there's people, I lost X amount of pounds, but most people are saying like, you know, this community got me through a really challenging part of my life, or I've never been happier in my life because of this relationship I have with fitness. So, you know, there's pressure, but I'm, I'm, I'm kind of comforted by what myself and my colleagues preach and then also what the community like feeds back to us and, and, and affirms. Yeah, for sure. Talk to me about just like your relationship with food. Like, are you, where are you at on like the nutrition spectrum? I'm just so curious, but what's like a day in the life of eating for you? And has that evolved over time? Is it something you pay a lot of attention to or not really? I pay a lot of attention to it and, um, and it, and it varies a lot. It's a lot of kind of I think it really, for me, it depends on what I've got going on in my life. So if I'm focused on maybe putting on some muscle mass or gaining weight, like that's how I kind of work through it. And that might be like counting my macros and, you know, that's a little bit easier because I could eat a lot more of what I want or think that's in, in, uh, impulsive and, and kind of get away with it a little bit. Tell, um, tell us really quick your like top tips. There's probably a lot of dudes listening who want to know like, Oh, what are you doing? If you yeah, like, I mean, well, I, like for me, like I've been trying to figure out how to count macros. And so that's, what's working for me right now, but it was a up and down failure and success kind of thing. And, you know, listen, I think we've been inundated with this culture of like men's health or shape magazine or whatever. And, and no, no, I'm not trying to dog them, but it's like, you know, we've been fed this narrative all of our life that we read the cover of a magazine or we're on a talk, we watch a talk show and it's like, what are the five trips to like get ripped or yeah. like, what, you know, what are these? And it just like, doesn't exist because we are all built so differently. Yeah. You and I have a completely different genetic makeup and we can't expect to look like a model on a magazine if we're not working with the same genetics. And then on the other side of it, these images that we're fed into also like, some of these people are enhanced in certain ways. Yeah, you know, like, real. yeah right. It's, it's, it's Photoshop. It's, yeah. uh, you know, testosterone or whatever it is. And so we're kind of like led into this. So I try to remove myself from that and like uncover the veil as far as when, when I think of my relationship with nutrition and fitness. And 
I think it's a lot of trial and error and it's a lot of failure and giving yourself the grace to fail. It's also a matter of patience. When you try something new, you got to give it time and you got to see how, and you got to give it time and see how it works. So it's kind of one of those things that nutrition is when it comes to your fitness goals, you got to roll the sleeves. You got to be patient. You got to do the work. But as far as my relationship with food, like I love food. I talk about food in my, in my rides all the time. I think food has joy to it. It has nostalgia to it. There's so many stories and, and connections that we have to food in our lives. And so I think it's, you know, enjoy, enjoy food, um, enjoy the food at times, but if you're kind of focused on nutrition for goals, you kind of have to be basic and boring and just like have the same routine, but then find ways to enjoy it throughout your week or throughout your, your month, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Definitely. And what does a day in the life look like for you these days with food like what's yeah um so i'm trying to like it's summer so i've kind of like starting to starting to cut down a little bit i'm in i'm trying to be in a calorie deficit so that i can kind of lose a little bit of the fat that i put on as i've gained muscle um so it's really being conscious of of the sugar and the fat that i put in my body um you know i wake up every morning i try to have two glasses of of water just like get the jump the system um i've been then i have my coffee i have a cup of egg whites first thing as well no in the way morning. like a whole yeah. cup of egg whites are we talking here just like i i've been using like the carton of egg whites and i pull myself okay. i pour myself like eight ounces of, of egg whites just because it's like easy protein to get into my into my body um i have my coffee in the morning with some collagen peptides uh Love that's it. always a, always a great start vanilla primal co- collagen or do you use a plain one I like the plain. Okay. You got to try the vanilla in your coffee. This is like life changing. I know, but sometimes when I have the the flavor, I think I've, I, I definitely have tried it. I, it's like almost too overpowering. So oh, I like Yeah, to, you just like coffee. I like the coffee taste. So um, yeah, something plain, the plain works better for me, but that's also just like more protein that you're, you're, you're putting into your body. And so that's, that's always the goal for me is like, where am I getting my protein? Um, and I gotta be conscious of that all, all day long. I've also been making first thing I've been making a lot of avocado toast. I know not to be so cliche, but when you make it at home, you're like, wow, they're really ripping us off at these restaurants because it's like, it doesn't take that hard. Oh my God. Yeah. It's like 15, $20 for an avocado toast. And here I'm making it for probably like $2. Um, and I, even today I had, and then I had a chicken, I had a chicken breast. I kind of break my meal, my breakfast into kind of like two or three segments. And uh, I used the Greek, the Greek primal kitchen uh, dressing to marinate it. Uh, yeah, last night. I love this. Great. Yeah. 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 Um, and then, you know, I go throughout my day. If I'm, I'm, I'm bouncing around, I'll, I'll probably have, you know, I try to find just like really nourishing meals that keep me going, keeping good. There. So it's just like, you know, good carbohydrates, chicken, some fat or fish. Um, and uh some pro some protein shakes uh throughout the day and if if it's my my post-workout shake i always put fruit and a full cup of oats in that shake if you're if you're looking for good carbohydrates or trying to get those calories in uh oats are a great way to add it to your protein shake that's awesome yeah and i'm not and you know like 
I, I drink occasionally, but I'm not a big drinker. So it's not something that's like throughout my day to day. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. It's just, I, the older I get, I'm just like, wow, I feel like trash the next day after oh, I drink. I know. I would love to be able to just be like buzzed every night, but I can't do it anymore. No, I, I can't do it anymore. Yeah. Once you stop, I feel like it's really hard. Like stop meaning like the college days are done. And then yeah. start to, I don't know, for me, even like I get migraines and a glass of wine. Yeah. I'm like, it's not even worth you it. Create a relationship with it. And you're like, oh, I don't really, I don't need, I don't need this as much as I thought I did. Yeah, I know. Do you drink, do you have any like beverages you drink like kombucha or anything like fun like that? Or um, I, I, I love a, I do love a kombucha moment, but I don't, I don't really keep it around. I mean, I feel like I'm a, a, a sparkling like water fiend. Like I always have like cans of sparkling water. Something like something tells me that something's going to be wrong with them. In, oh, like, oh I see the same thing. Yeah. I'm like, I'm, I'm, I know this is like crazy. I'm like, one day they're going to be like, they're like cigarettes. And like, we didn't yeah. know. And I'm like, what? Yeah, I know. That's like yeah. my biggest fear. Cause I just I like drink them so often. And like, I know that's not rational whatsoever, but I'm like, something's are something These can't either. be this good for me. Like it's, I know. isn't that such a like, lens into the human psychology like yes. there has to be something wrong with this like <laughs> this is too indulgent for me to feel okay about this yes. I know um yeah I'm big into like electrolyte like pouring I hate the taste of water Mark Sisson and I always talk about I know I just don't like water you're so one of these people I, I don't like water so I, I'm always adding like I'm big into like adding oh I've met but, I had girlfriends growing up who were like I don't like the taste of water I'm like how do you not like taste the water? Like water? Founder of Primal Kitchen, like we don't, neither of us. We're like, ugh. Yeah, I know. Really? I mean, I, I don't drink it, but like, I don't really, like in, you know. I love it. Like, I love water. I'm a water connoisseur. Like, I love water. And New York, New York has really good tap water. I, really? I will say about where you live, it's really bad. Yeah. Interesting. LA, LA West Coast water is really bad. New York, it comes from Niagara, so it comes all the way down. Oh, I didn't know that. I'm so, I'm so proud of New York water. Like it is good. Honestly, the only the only <laughs> better water I've ever had was in Croatia. Croatia has incredible water. Interesting. And the water's so good there that I was having beer there, and I was like, the beer is really good too. And someone was like, because the water. Yeah, the Croatian water is the water that's making the beer. I was yeah. like, oh my god, it was yeah. So yeah. I love it. I love water. Great. Well, yeah. <laughs> I know. I wish you could spread some of that over to okay. me. Okay, I'm gonna it's have. All right. We all got our thing. Keep adding. <laughs> keep adding. <stuff. laughs> so aside from like diet, there's the diet, the fitness piece. But like, what else do you think like holistically makes for like you know a healthy person? Oh, you know. um, it's a good question because I'm 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 definitely in a super reflective place right now about that. And that's you know, I'm so proud and grateful for the career that I've had, but I, I do recognize that it's taken a lot away a lot from me and a lot um to sustain that in a way that I feel like I need to take a step back in some ways and refocus on nourishing my body, taking care of myself. Um, and you know, for that, for me right now, I think my my mindfulness and meditation practice is super important and i think that's just another component of creating a relationship with yourself and so having that good mental health i think starts with that foundation of meditation 
think also for me, it's about self-care. And I think we all have to just define what self-care is for us. And I, I know for me right now, I, I feel like so much of my life or my music, how I consume music is for my classes at Peloton. And so I've tried to like really focus back on, on like listening to music for myself so I can be inspired. Like that self-care to me is like having time to listen to music. Um, another one is like getting out in the day and making sure that I look cute because that makes me feel good. Like having my hair done, taking a shower, putting on an, uh, an outfit that makes me feel like good, like that self-care to me. And that's something that's important. And I think however we define self-care is kind of like part of that happiness, part of that being good to ourselves. Um, and then, you know, for me also therapy, talking about my feelings, talking about everything that's going on is always a good, is a good thing for me. And, um, you know, I go obviously fitness, but I think also trying new things and moving our bodies in a different way and all, and then food, you know, food is, is such a, an important part of that holistic journey of like, how do we take, how do we really take care of ourselves and, and I would say them in the times nourish ourselves, you know, like literally nourish our bodies yeah. um, through food. That's really interesting about your music thing where you at a point where you felt like everything was just like for the next Peloton class and you were thinking yeah, about what, or, what Cody or. Yeah. Or just like, yeah, that like a lot of it was like playlisting for classes. And so I wasn't really like, cause I love music and I love discovering yeah. music. Like I wasn't taking care of that part of me. It's also like a social media component. Like, when I used to get on the train, you know, years ago, it's like, I was just listening to music and that's what I was passing my time with. And over time we've become so addicted to our phones that like every moment we're, we're chasing the social media. So like, instead of being on the, being on the train and like listening to music, I'm just like scrolling through Instagram or TikTok. And so I've like noticed that about myself and now I'm trying to yeah, just like, okay, I'm going to listen to music on the train instead of being consumed by social media in the same yeah. cycle of BS. I know. I deleted Instagram at like around Halloween and I'll go back on like for a day and be, but being off for like a month or two months, you go back on for a day and you're like, holy smokes. Like, yeah. It's, yeah. it's kind of like alcohol, you know, you yeah, go off much, and you go back on and you realize like, I don't feel that good after i've been no and they i mean they know what they're doing they want to keep us engaged and you know for me it's part of my business it's part of how i how i build community so i can't i can't go that long with it without it but i do create barriers so like first thing in the morning i don't get on my i've been trying not to get on my phone and just meditate have my coffee do my thing um and then i've also tried to limit the days that i'm on it so maybe it's like a monday wednesday friday that oh, i'm I like Instagram, that but the yeah. other days and including the weekend i delete the app so it's not it's not yeah. compulsive um because you know just having it there is compulsive but when you kind of take that element away it it makes it a barrier to entry it's so it makes it meets yeah. your mind, your awareness a little bit a little bit more conscious of like oh let me stop there okay no i'm you the same way. i like replaced my social media addiction though with like trashy romance novel addiction you can great like, i love that it's like so bad though it's it's but i'm enjoying them it or are you listening to them i'm reading them i'm oh i love it yeah so i'll be like 
putting, you know, the little one to bed. And then I like sit next to his bed for like 20 minutes and I'm like scrolling Kindle on my phone, obsessed with these trashy romance novels. I'm like, I don't know. I mean, I'm pretty sure it's good for my marriage, like for sure. Great. Give you ideas, girl. Give you ideas. But like, yeah. You're on baby number three, okay? Yeah, I know. But I'm thinking, I mean, it's like become a joke with all of our friends. Like one of my friends brought, I'm really into like Bridgerton time period one of my friends bought me like a corset for my birthday she's like this is not fitting me I'm 34 (laughs) pregnant right now there's no corset wearing going on in my life but it's just become like a you know I think also in this world of like fitness you know there's so much to like read about the right diet the right workout program and you can become if you're like I am and I think you might be the same like a little bit obsessive with like Ah. doing everything the right way and learning. It's nice to just like, even Instagram, you follow people on there and it's like, you know, oh, here's a parenting tip. And then I'm thinking, oh, I don't do that with my kids. I'm not that good of a mom or, oh. And so I was just like, oh, it's nice to just put down the self-help books. Constantly comparing and contrasting yourself to like almost these impossible curated ideas that like, don't always exist and they don't always function like that in the real world or in your world. So it's. Yeah. So that's been my escape. Um, yeah. How is you? how, so you're like Instagram, TikTok, are you doing like all your own stuff? Like what is your business like these days? Yeah. For the most part. Um, yeah. For the most part, I'm kind of do uh, at least coming up with the concepts and doing all myself. I, I, have I was kind of I've been working with someone who helps me like film it and I need to going back to like my self-care and recognizing I need to nourish myself I do need to hire an assistant and someone who can help me kind of manage all the day-to-day including like creating content and um recording it editing it getting it ready um because I do enjoy that and I think it's something that people connect with me on and like my perspective but um yeah I'm, I, I trying to trying to manage trying to manage that with a little bit of help so that I can yeah. have a little bit more time for myself yeah I mean you're definitely someone who was meant to like put your energy out into the world thank you I appreciate I mean, that there's no denying this right thank you. this is like you've got to feel like you're living your purpose in a sense. absolutely absolutely and I'm I like yeah I it's not a lot of people either can define or discover their purpose. So for me to be able to like define it, discover it, and to be able to live it is something I'm so, so, so grateful for. It's, it's been a wild journey, but it's just. Was it a struggle to like get there or would you say you just kind of kept following the path and it just unfolded before you or. Um, no, I mean life has been a life has been a, a crazy, crazy struggle. I've had a lot of ups and downs. Um, you know, it, it it's never been a linear path, and I've experienced a lot of challenges along the way. You know, even in I've experienced homelessness as a kid. I've experienced homelessness homelessness as an adult. I mean, there's definitely a few months here in New York city, I didn't have a place to live. I was sleeping on people's couches. Um, I was, you know, working crappy jobs that made me really unhappy. Um, there was tons of times, um, in the dance, in my dance career where there was a lot of no's, you know, you get your hopes up, you put so much of yourself into this career, this path, and there's a lot of no's and a lot of disappointment. 
So it's, it, it hasn't been easy, but I'm always solutions-based. I always trust my work ethic. I always trust that I'm going to figure it out no matter how uh, anxious it makes me or how uncomfortable it makes me. And, um, you know, I've been fortunate to be challenged the right way so that I've been able to kind of grow, discover myself and be able to share a lot of that vulnerability and share a lot of myself with people that take my class. You know, it, it, it is this balance of making it fun and making it and making a lot of laughter at it, but it's also about the vulnerability and sharing the, the struggle and the success. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize, God, that's like a lot. Nobody's life is easy. Like nobody's like, no matter how successful, no matter money, whatever it is, no one's life is easy. There's always going to be challenges. It's just how, how do we deal with those challenges and how we grow? How do we grow from them instead of getting stuck in the same space all the time? Yeah. It's hard to be a human. It's so hard to be a human. And I'm, I'm trying to give my, and listen, I, I aim for perfection, maybe too much. And I'm, I'm trying to give myself the grace to not be as as perfect as this, the brand of Cody Rigsby has been like put on a pedestal. You know, I have to like bring myself down a little bit and be like, Hey, it's okay to, it's okay to not have it all figured out. It's okay to be struggling or sad or whatever it is. Yeah. Um, what do you do for fun? Like what are your favorite things to do for fun? Um, you know, I, I love being with friends, being social for me, that feels like family time. I've, you know, created this great friendship family that's here. So that always makes me feel rooted and and feels good. Um, I love to go out dancing. I love to be at a club. I love to listen to music. It's a, it's a sense of like freedom and expression for me and just like fun, you know, like I love to be on a dance floor and listen to music. Um, which was really hard to cope with during the pandemic, like not having dance floors and clubs to go like, you know, express myself that way. Um, when I have time, I do love to cook, but I'm on such autopilot with, with cooking that it sometimes doesn't get as, um, creative as I want it to be. It's just like, okay, let me get this like chicken breast out of the, out of the kitchen, out of the fridge with, and, and put in the air fryer, stuff like that. Um, and, and traveling is also something that I really feel enriches me. I love to kind of like explore new cultures, see new places, you know, feel lost a little bit. Um, so I'm kind of looking forward to that, especially this, this summer. I haven't been to like I haven't traveled a lot, so it's gonna be it's gonna be good to do that as well. Yeah. Any big upcoming trips? We, we should be um, supposed to go to Mykonos and and Portugal in the end of uh, summer, but I'm still trying to figure out exactly what that itinerary looks like. Love it. Yeah, so fun. And you're kind of always bopping around, though, aren't you? Like in down in Miami a lot and all over. Yeah, Miami's. Yeah, that, I mean that's the thing. Like, um, even if I wasn't traveling internationally a lot over the past year or so, like especially during the winter in New York, you need breaks. So I try to, you know, go to, down to Miami for a few days, enjoy the sun, see some friends, be by the pool and just like relax. Favorite um, vacation. I need to know your favorite vacation. My favorite vacation ever. Yeah. Thus far. Um, a good one. Um, you know, I am such a fan of Brazil. I've been there Ooh. five or six times. So, um, I just love the culture, love the food. 
And there's just, yeah, something about that country that I love and continue to go to. And then if you've never been to like Mykonos or the Greek Isles, it's so beautiful and captivating that I feel like anyone, if you can, you should go. Okay. This is great. And I'm like really going off on a tangent here, but I was so curious. I feel like you've been all over. Um, Any other like big things coming up this summer? So you've got the studio coming. Yeah. Uh, sounds like that. You're you're working hard these days, huh? Like it's a this is very much super busy. Much. Like yeah, I mean, there's stuff at Peloton going on. I'm I'm trying to obviously like build, you know, my own brand outside of Peloton, but stay, you know, I'm not going anywhere as far as Peloton's concerned. Um, which involves, you know, like speaking engagements and maybe like TV. So that's always kind of in the motion and trying to figure it out. But you know, I like I, I like to stay busy. I being idle is kind of weird for me. And I, I don't know. It's just kind of always how I've been, but yeah, like life is busy, but I'm going to try and take some time for myself this summer. Enjoy life, travel a little bit, um, spend time with friends, connect, connect in that way. So yeah. Great. And can you just tell me about dancing with the stars? Like what was that like? Uh Uh, it was, uh, it was a very unique experience. Wow. And, um, you know, I am so grateful for it. I'm so glad that I did it. But if like, if someone were to put a large sum of my money and say, you got to do it again, you got to do it a second time. I'd be like, absolutely not. I'm not really? doing it a second time. Yeah. It's just that it was, it was so cool, but it was also just like, so challenging, so isolating. like. I was in LA away from all my friends, away from all the people that mattered to me in a life where I was literally working seven days a week for three months. I, I went from Labor Day of 2021 to Thanksgiving of 2021 with zero days off. And that is not an exaggeration. I'm not trying to be like, no days off. You know, like literally I had zero days off because you're rehearsing seven hours a week. I was teaching Peloton classes at the same time. There's press. There's the teaching. No, I was teaching teaching out in, um, I think Venice, or I I think that's wrong. They made a, they made a showroom into a studio for me. And I was teaching classes from LA like three days a week on top of that. So, you know, physically I was exhausted because I was just, there was such a high output of it all. And, um, like I didn't have time to take care of myself. Like I was eating yeah. so poorly. I wasn't working out. I wasn't like lifting weights. I was just like dancing and teaching my cycling classes. So it was so much work. It was just like so much, but so rewarding in the, the experience. Um, so rewarding in the ability to kind of tell some of the stories that I was telling, um, you know, I told, you know, story about my mom. I told, you know, I told a gay love story. I told a story about my best friend passing from addiction. So I got to really tell these great vulnerable stories of myself that hopefully inspire other people while, you know, learning, you know, a new skill or fun dances and putting on cool costumes. And, you know, it it, it it was a unique and fun experience, but it was also so much work, you know? Yeah, and, and it sounds like a lot of cardio if you're like... Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's all it was. Oh my God. Yeah, that's just, just like exhausting. Burnout. What did you do after? Were you like, I need to decompress. I'm not... 
I'm not moving for a month. Or like, how did you come down? Well, I mean, I, well, it, it was kind of like, I knew I had to come back. Like Pel- everyone at Peloton was waiting for me to kind of, you know, co- go back to my normal schedule. So I wanted to show my, show my gratitude to, to all the Peloton members who showed up for me. So I like, you know, I taught for a few weeks. I went away on a, like a, a little bit of a vacation. I came back for the holidays. And then I went away to like uh, Puerto Vallarta for a week um, in the beginning of the new year. So, you know, I, I, you know, I did, I took care of myself in, in some ways. I think, I think truly this summer is kind of like my re- is my reset and like taking care of myself. Even I know that sounds like, what do you mean? That was six months ago. I'm like, I still haven't fully recovered. Yeah. No, I can see that. But yeah, you need like a maternity leave from that. I need a sabbatical, to be honest. Yeah, but that sounds I, really not quite yet. Yeah, no, I hear you. Um, okay, I have like two questions for you. I know you're a Primal Kitchen fan. We like oh. have loved everything we've done with you. It's been super fun. And you bring like such a hilarious element to the brand that everyone, everyone on the team internally is like just really, you know, we get really excited about. And the amount of feedback we got, like we've done like, you know, ad campaigns with huge agencies. And then we do like these Cody Rigsby partnerships and they just like, people are just so excited and they think they're so funny and it's just been really fun to work with you. But if you were a Primal Kitchen product, what would it be? (laughs) Primal Kitchen product, which would I be? Um, probably the steak sauce. I know that's really random, oh, but like, tell me I, more. I don't know. Like, I'm a saucy individual, first and foremost. <laughs> um, I love I, it. I also just like love the, I love the the taste of it. I am one of those trashy people that like, no matter how good the steak is, I still want steak sauce. So like, I'm a little bit of, tr- I'm a little trashy, and I own, I'll own that. So no, no problem, no problem there. You know. No yeah, I'm bossy. I'm trashy, and um, I'm surprisingly delicious. Yeah, this is great. This is a good <laughs> one. That might be my favorite answer yet. Okay, this is one I ask everyone. Um, I'm just curious, and you're a pretty uh-huh. open book, so I'll be curious what I can yeah. add to you. But what is something that no one knows about you? Oh, you know, I think that so many people put myself and my colleagues at Peloton like on a high pedestal and we're kind of like seen as these and I hope I don't sound like a narcissist is saying it but like these heroes and people come to us for really like challenging times in, our, in their lives and I think it's it's a matter of like saying like we're also super imperfect and we don't have a lot figured out like I don't have a lot figured out and um I'm just giving myself grace to accept that and to to kind of move forward and move on. I don't know if that answered the question exactly how you want. No, I love that. First of all, I don't think if you're calling out like maybe maybe this sounds narcissistic that you could possibly be a narcissist. Or just I, I know. And also, I think that is you know everyone probably thinks oh Cody's just like chilling, cruising through life, everything's easy. Oh so, yeah. goodness, no. Yeah. Well, that is. Super good to know. Misery loves company. Yeah. No, I'm teasing, but um, it was awesome to meet you. Thanks so much for coming here today. Do you want to just tell everyone where they can find you if they're not already following you? Yeah, of course. I mean, follow me at Cody Rigsby on Instagram. I think my TikTok is like at Cody underscore Rigsby because somebody stole it from me, but 
You can reach me there. And of course, if you haven't taken my class or haven't tried out the Peloton app, you can try the Peloton app. You can take my cycling class. You can take my bike boot camp class. You can take meditation with me. Um, it's all it's all there. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much. Such a pleasure. Awesome. Thank you so much.